Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hi everyone, my name is Min and I'm your host for today from NDS Property Australia here in Brisbane and you're listening to the SDA Housing Podcast, a show that explains, highlights, guides and brings awareness about all things SDA in this ever-changing world. Currently I'm unable to attend the podcast but I've asked Rob to stand in for me and Rob Maxwell from Melbourne is interviewing on the podcast there today uh, Michael Brown from One Contract Property and together they will be talking about the services of One Contract Property, which is specifically related to investors who are in the SMSF uh, environments who want to consider looking at uh, buying an NDIS, or any property in fact, uh, which is normally a two-part contract, a house and land package contract, and convert it into a one contract property. Yes? Uh, Rob, I'll hand it over to Rob right now. Thank you. Okay, welcome to our latest uh, podcast episode. Today we're with Michael Brown, who's the National Project and Development Manager for One Contract Property. Hi, Michael. How are you? Yeah, good, Rob. Uh, thanks for having us along on today's session. Looking forward to covering off uh, about what we do. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, so, Michael, tell us more about you and what One Contract Property does. Yeah, look, one contract property uh, came to market um, in 2020. Uh, we realised there was a, a gaping hole in the industry around single part contracts, um, and it really came about from a couple of NDIS deals, probably early 2020, that clients at the last minute, uh, they were two part contracts, land and house, and wanted to put inside their superannuation. Um, and without creating a complicated tax structure, it really raised our eyebrows as a business, and um, and that's where the proper and, and that's where the business was born around the fact that how do we create a single part contract and give people in Australia choice of property, location, builder, and product type, and, and that and that's where it all started. Uh, we went out and sourced uh, warehouse funding. We had um, 13, 14 businesses vying for the product. And essentially, we were bringing to the market something that had never been done before. It had been done in small doses with some builders, but not on a large national scale um, to the effect of, you know, unlimited amount of single-part contracts. And uh, and that's how we come about. Okay, great. So you mentioned uh, you started a couple of years ago in 2020. Let's go into a little bit more detail of how an actual one-contract property transaction works and if you can, let, let's compare it to a normal two-part contract for a house and land build that most of our uh, listeners will, will understand and be used to. Yeah, look, the, the process, um, essentially, we're adding an additional contract. Um, there's still a land contract in play, a build contract in play. And then one contract property essentially mirror the terms and conditions of both of those contracts and issue a single-part contract to the self-managed super fund purchaser. Uh, client now, as I said before, has uh, choice of property, location and builder and product type. 
we run those, the land, the build price through our one contract property calculator and it produces a single part contract price that the client pays a 35% deposit out of their self-managed super fund to one contract property that's released. We use those funds to um, assist in settling on the land because one contract property uh, become the owner of the land on behalf of the super fund and we also enter into the build contract with the said builder around the country. So we then essentially fund the deal, construction fund the deal all the way through to completion and the client picks up a completed property at the back end, which they long-term fund the debt under the LRBA, the recourse borrowing, and um, have a property inside their superannuation fund. Okay, great. And what, what I probably should have mentioned, a, a lot of uh, listeners probably don't understand why this is needed. Uh, a bit of a background for a superannuation fund, it does have to be a single contract. You can't have the two based around the, the rules of superannuation and you mentioned the limited recourse borrowing arrangement that's just the the rules around which superannuation funds operate in in, a, in Australia that we have to work with so that's obviously your target market being self-managed super uh, funds is is there any other type of property investors that would use this surface yeah look it's it's been used whilst it was developed for smsf um, through its time we've we've used it in multitude of ranges. Um, we've got builders that are using it for display home funding. Quite challenging sometimes to be able to go to a, a bank and get display home funding for a that type of project. So essentially under the same rules of a single part contract, it gives them the ability to, um, we can fund their display homes without having it funded out of their own capital. Uh, clients that um, can't get construction funding, uh, again, uh, they can go. They may be in between jobs, and they're they're out of their. You know, they're not finished their their period of employment. That um, they can go to a, a financial institution and get funding for a property, but want to get into the property market. The opportunity is there to grab and, and use the single part contract model and go to a bank at completion with a completed product and long term fund the debt. We're also engaged nationally with. And we get uh, calls every week from developers. So again, we, we do development funding as well, and they can range from from two million to fifty million dollar projects. Um, essentially, we look at those on a case by case basis. But they're they're the core facets of what the product's being used for nationally every week. Okay, great. And uh, what advice would you give our listeners who are thinking about setting up a self managed super fund with the the main aim initially to purchase one of these house and land packages using their, their superannuation money? Is there anything that they should think about or, or look out for or any traps that they have to be aware of? Yeah, look, I think in today's society and, you know, we, we're off the back of the second year of um, industry, most industry funds returning a, a neutral or negative result, people are certainly starting to be aware and want to take control of their financial future. Um, I'm probably a prime example. My wife and I, uh, before we actually launched a solution back in 2020, had wanted to do SMSF for a long time, uh, found a really good financial planner that uh, mapped out our future all the way through to retirement, and we really compared what an industry fund would look like long-term as opposed to property. Um, we've always been very property-centric people, uh, loved investing and buying property, and the opportunity to take advantage of the self-managed super fund industry and the tax benefits and advantages for setting up financial freedom in retirement has always been attractive. So, 
you know, fast forward two and a half years from us buying a property, which was a single park contract property. It was a, again, we were limited to what we could buy back then because the, our product wasn't available. So we bought a display home on the Gold Coast and we're just in the process, I guess, of selling that, having picked up $300,000 worth of uplift in value. And we're now about to buy and build under one contract property two new projects, uh, which will be a duplex and an NDIS property, um, to again take our, our growth in our long-term future through to another area uh, using uh, self-managed super, house and land and one contract property. Okay, great. Uh, specifically in relation to what we're doing here, doing the NDIS SDA houses, in relation to a super fund, there's a couple of significant benefits that people need to be aware of. One, it gives them access to the money, the funds that they've already got in superannuation. So if you're looking for a higher deposit or, or haven't got the funds personally, obviously that's a great advantage. But Michael also touched on then that there are tax advantages to do this. When you're talking a TA NDIS home that might be yielding 8 9 10% income per annum, if that was in your own name, you're obviously taxable at your marginal rate, which could be you know, 30 or 40, 45%, depending on the, the individual. The, the advantage in the, the super fund, of course, is that the tax rate's lower. I think it's still 15%. Uh, then you've also got advantages with the capital gains tax if you decide to sell in future. Michael, I'm not sure whether you know, but I'm assuming it's still 10% uh, tax on that. Yeah, it is. And then the other thing investors should be aware of is that if they hold these properties for long enough into retirement, then there's even better tax advantages in that it can potentially be exempt from tax once they're in retirement pension phase. Uh, just a question, Michael, what other special services do you offer or, or have you got access to via some partners that you might be dealing with in terms of setting up the SMSF initially that people can into by using your company you able to just uh, give us an idea there yeah look I, I guess um the products allowed us to to chat to a wide range of groups financial planners accountants uh, mortgage brokers uh, builders around the country and all those people that are in that um, as a business we do have the ability now to set up an smsf so take a client from thinking about an smsf to sitting in front of a financial planner um, mapping out their financial future having a look at what's going to look like, having their SMSF set up, their industry funds rolled over, and then really utilise the, the property networks. Um, and depending on, you know, they've got choice now. They can pick an NDIS property uh, from, you know, your group. They can they can pick a, a co-living, a duplex, a dual key. They can have choice of location with whatever fits into their requirements around that. It really, um, we're essentially a one-stop shop in that space, um, but we're really here, you know, one contract property is here to really provide the uh, the solution that gives people that ability. Okay, great. Do, do, what you're probably not aware of is I, I was a financial planner for 20 years by background, so obviously have a pretty good understanding of this. And I, I'm sensitive as well in that there's regulatory issues around uh, what you can do in your super fund. You mentioned that you have financial advisors. Um People just need to, to be careful in, in doing this, that they've got a strategy in place that fits what they're looking for in regard to uh, their future financial freedom. Have you, any comments to add there? Is there anything that's changed that's relevant to one contract property over the last couple of years from a, from a regulatory point of view? 
No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, really, I mean, like, well, you know, we all want to stick to the lanes we're good at. Uh, we're providing a solution and we can provide the property piece. Um, I think people really need to reach out to those um, industry professionals in the right areas to get um, the right advice um, under under legislation. And, and certainly the ATO is, um, is cracking down because industry funds are driving. I mean, people are moving out of industry funds at a rapid rate. I think at the moment in Australia there's 750 SMSFs get set up a week. So it's, it's, it's an increasing number that's growing rapidly because people really want to take control um, around that solution. But um, certainly uh, we operate under an ATO public product ruling, um, so our company operates under that. So And we've also um, got the, the ticket accreditation from ASICS as well. So certainly the, the key things when we're dealing with financial planners and accounts that they want to know that um, the solution works and it fits in with the, the legislation requirements nationally for people. Okay, great. Good to hear. All right, Michael, what, what's the best way that uh, our listeners can find out more about uh, your company and what you do and, and how can they get in touch with you in the future? Yeah, look, we uh, I guess the best place is the is our website, uh, onecontractproperty.com.au. Uh, certainly there's, uh, there's some forms, there's a lot of information on there for clients in, in terms of taking those steps to set up SMSF. Uh, we are about to embark nationally on the, the National Disability Expo, the Property Expo, so we'll be at all of those in each of the states coming up around the next 6 to 12 months. And certainly we're out and about, um, you know, social media-wise. If you want to check out our socials, we're on all the platforms. There's certainly a lot of informative information and ways to get in touch with uh, the team and the group to find out more. Okay, great. All right. Thanks, Michael. I think that's uh, covers everything in regard to how people can Look to set up a self-managed fund, use your services at one contract property to set up the, the legal structure to be able to invest in the, the SDA homes. Uh, anything else to add or, or we'll uh, leave it there? No, look, I really appreciate the time to come and have a chat. Uh, thanks for reaching out and uh, look forward to, obviously, uh, the listeners um, being able to take some steps in, uh, in taking control of their future. Great, and hopefully uh, you'll have um, contact from a number of our listeners going forward that realise this now is a, a good alternative to uh, doing these projects in their own name. Thanks very much for your time, Rob. No worries. Thanks, Michael. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and just share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.